Hello. Welcome to episode 42 of the We're All Screwed Up and That's Okay podcast with me, Dawn Walton. And again, an apology, not being quite so regular on the podcast right now. Uh, still working through quite a lot of stuff, which keeps on blindsiding me and flooring me and leaving me with very few resources to be able to record these podcasts or do anything business-wise. But, you know, we're getting there, so it's all good. So today it is the 2nd of January, which means we have gone into a shiny new year of uh, 2022. So I thought I would spend a few moments talking about what new year means when you've had trauma in your past. It's an interesting time of year because it's a time where we often sit and reflect back on where we've come from and we think about where we're going. There's something about the ticking over of the clock from one year into the next that creates this kind of maelstrom, I think, of introspection, way more than you might have at any other time of year, even maybe on your birthday. And so it can be quite a challenge if you go into that when you've had a really difficult year. It can be quite a challenge if you go into that when you've had a really difficult life, where just being able to get through each moment is an achievement sometimes for you. So you're flooded with this idea of what am I going to do this year? Where am I going to go? How am I going to cope? You know, flooded with this idea of, oh, this has been the worst year ever, the best year ever, all these things, you know, all this this introspection. And when you've had trauma in your past, this can, um, it can jar with the, the level of introspection that I think you have anyway. Now, I just want to put a couple of disclaimers in here. So firstly, I have no idea how your trauma affects you. Um, everybody is unique and different. And so for me to sit here with the expectation that my experiences mean that I know what your experiences are is, is just wrong. Um, but I do have a heads up on some of the things that might be linked to the trauma that you didn't even realize. And I do have a heads up on what can be changed and how you might approach things differently when you have experiences like that in your past. The other disclaimer is when I say the word trauma, everybody assumes that it's going to be some big thing. Trauma is simply something that has happened in your life, usually childhood, I talk about anyway, um, that is so overwhelming that it's been impossible for you to deal with. So it doesn't have to be a big, horrific event. And in fact, they often aren't. And in fact, if you compare your traumatic event to somebody else, and if they, if you were to tell them about it, they probably wouldn't find it traumatic because trauma is about the meaning. It's about how you process your meaning. So keep that in mind as I talk about what I'm talking about, because um, it is possible for anybody to have trauma and not recognize it. It's also possible for somebody to think something is trauma when it's not. Um, you can, there are some things that are just really, really suck, <laughs> but you can work through them and you can talk through them. And then there are some things that really, really suck and you just can't go near them. Those tend to be the traumatic things. So anyway, so we go into the new year. And we've got all this introspection and all these plans. Now, now one of the things that, that can happen is you can be hit with an overwhelming grief and sadness 
of going into yet another year and feeling like you've lost your whole life. If you've experienced trauma in your childhood or a difficult experience growing up, then another year can be a reminder of everything you've lost, everything you've missed out on. And personally, I find that the experiences I went through in childhood stop me fully embracing in my present life, which means that somebody, I was, I was talking to my cousin the other day, and she's like, you're nearly 50 now. <laughs> and I'm like, how very dare you in my head, you know? I was like, but I'm 49. <laughs> I am. I'm 50 this year. You know, it's, I, I don't feel that way because I'm still dealing with my childhood stuff. I'm still trying to resolve this, this young kid and the way she was treated. And so when we go into a new year where we're all supposed to be looking ahead, I'm hit with this overwhelming grief and sadness for just another year that shows what I've lost, this lack of ability to be present. I spent most of my life feeling like I was different in some way, shape or form because everybody else seemed to have this kind of plan for their life, this thing that they wanted to do, you know. I, I, I once interviewed a guy and at the end of the interview, I asked him if he could do anything, what would he want to do? And he said, I'd like to be a baby squid farmer in Australia. <laughs> it's like a baby squid farmer in Australia. Very specific, right? <laughs> but it's just, I, I was full of admiration for people who had this plan because actually... Up until, um, what was it, 2011, when I first um, met Trevor Sylvester and, and had my first session of cognitive hypnotherapy, up until that point, I didn't even want to live. For me, I used to joke that I wish I'd be run over by a bus, but I never lived anywhere where there were buses, you know? I was, I was surviving from moment to moment. The idea that I would plan for next week, let alone next year, was just horrendous to me. And, and that sounds like a bit melodramatic, but it was horrendous. I just needed to get through each moment. And it was actually a disappointment to get through each moment, but I still did it, right? So, so that's what happens then when you go into this idea that you should have a plan and a vision. Now, when I had the help and the stuff cleared out the way, and for the first time, the first step was to be present, to be able to enjoy my life as it is now, to appreciate my life as it is now, to actually be okay about getting through each day, to look forward to next week, to make plans. And that stretched and stretched the more I was present into, what do I want to do in my life? What is the reason behind everything I've done? What is the purpose in my life? And then that started becoming my guiding light. What, what is my purpose? Where am I heading towards? And and so this is the next thing, which is we have this idea that we should have goals and targets and achievements. Well, you can't control time. You can't control what happens. We know this, right? We've had this really, everybody's had this really harsh lesson over the last couple of years with COVID and everything that's happened. It's everything could change. And we've all had those moments. You'll have had those moments, those moments where... In a five-minute window, your whole world changes. And it's something that you could never predict, and it's something that's totally outside of your control. 
And what can sometimes happen is we can get caught up in this need, therefore, to control everything we can. But the thing that's always true is everything will always change and that will be outside of your control. So the thing that's in your control is not what happens. It's not events and things and goals and targets and achievements. It's your purpose and it's your resources. So when you look back on this year or last year or the year before or the year before that or your whole life, I want you to stop for a moment and I want you to, instead of thinking about what you've lost, I want you to think about what got you here, what got you through it. There's a book by a guy called Viktor Frankl called Man's Search for Meaning. He was in the concentration camps and he's actually a psychologist. And yes, it's about the horror of the concentration camps, but the main thing about it is he was studying people and he was saying, you know, you, you have all these people and they're all in exactly the same conditions and they're all on death's door, but some survive and some don't. What's the difference? What's the difference between those people who managed to survive that and those who didn't? And his conclusion was it was about hope. It was having some something to work towards. So when you think about everything that you've lost, I want you to also think about what's kept you fighting. And you might not know, by the way, but it is true that you've kept fighting because you're listening to this podcast now. So I want you to think about the skills and resources that you have. Instead of thinking about struggling, I want you to think about coping. I want you to think about what you've gained as an individual from overcoming those things. When you compare yourself to others, I actually want you to compare yourself and go, you know, I I could deal with that. That's amazing that I, even feeling this way about myself, have done that. Many of you will have jobs and families and, and maybe even hobbies or activities that you're really good at. And you won't see that because all you'll be focused on is what you've lost, what's different about you, how much you're struggling but you're still here after all this time. So I want you to bring those resources with you into the future, as opposed to what you did or didn't achieve. And then start thinking about what is it? What is your thing of hope? What is your purpose? What keeps you fighting? What makes you you? It's not about behaviors and activities and achievements and goals. It's like this beacon up in the sky that you can head towards. Because the problem with the goal is, if you miss it, you feel terrible. If you hit it, you're lost, right? So, so don't think of a fixed thing. Think of this purpose. As time's gone on, one of the things that I've gained as a purpose, I guess, is as I've experienced the changes, despite the scale of the things that happened in my childhood, and, and quite frankly, over the last six months, there's been sometimes crashing dramatic realizations of things that have happened that I just thought were nothing. I had a memory come up through the week of being beaten. I could feel the blows ringing through my head for days afterwards. Actually, I could actually physically feel the blows. I could feel the rage in the person that was beating me. I could feel, I couldn't hear the words, but I could feel the words beating me down into submission physically and mentally and that was for a period of time that I knew was was bad but I didn't realize it was that bad and now I've got that memory I'm like oh man it was that bad (laughs) and for me 
already even without all those kind of really graphic memories that real realization of how destructive some of the things that happened in my childhood were what I have latched onto in life is that when I got help when my whole world changed in a way that I didn't believe was possible it felt like everything in my life had led me to be able to use those experiences to help other people and my real passion and what I really like to do is I like to help others to help others. I like to be an enabler. I don't, I'm not necessarily, I mean, I love helping individuals and, and fixing the things for the individuals, but the more people I can help, the better. And if I help the helpers, then it's even better, right? So for me, it's just this kind of mass awakening of just realizing, yeah, we have all this stuff and it really screws us up, but we can do something about it and it can we are strong and I want people to know that so for me my purpose that guides me in the choices that I make and that gives meaning to the things that I've been through that might be true for you as you go on a journey but it also might be that you know your your purpose is to invent something to write a book to create a memoir to do a film I don't know you could do anything. You really can because you're here listening to me now. I know you can do anything. I totally believe in you. So I, I want you to go into this year not thinking about what you're going to achieve. But I want you to think about all the things that you're bringing forward with you, that your skills and resources and how you're going to use them. What would you do if you had a choice? There's a website called dearfutureme.org. It's free. You go on it and you write a letter to yourself and it sends it to you in a year's time. Or I think it's a five-year option or maybe even a 10-year option. So I got mine on the 30th of December that I sent last year. And last year we were in the middle of lockdown, right? We got into lockdown. But I, so I'd written, you know, and, and the, the vaccines had just come out and blah, blah, blah. And it was just a really interesting moment in time to look back on. And then this year, things are all over the place, right? So I'm in the middle of all sorts of stuff. I have no idea what the next year is going to bring. So I wrote my letter to myself because I'm, I'm really interested the, for the me in a year's time to read that and go, wow, can you, can you remember when you were there? It can be good, bad, or indifferent. And if you struggle to write how you feel, just write facts. Just write an inventory of what's happened because I'll tell you in a year's time, you won't remember today. So that's a really great way to kind of keep yourself moving forward beyond this current space and keep yourself out of that that sadness and grief for everything that's gone before because that's understandable it is sad it is tough and we can acknowledge that and accept that and also acknowledge and accept that you've managed despite that to be where you are today there's another there's another site that's really useful there's a guy called martin siegel i think it is I always get his name wrong, much apologies, um, via Signature Strengths, and also free. And what it does, what he does, he did positive psychology. So he looked at what made people happy, and he came up with these 24 Signature Strengths, he calls them. I call them happy triggers. I think that's a far better name for them. And they're things like um, love of nature, wisdom, love of learning, creativity. So my, so my top ones are um, creativity, love of learning, wisdom, humor, and so it's 24 and they get ranked. So you, it takes about 25, 30 minutes to do the questionnaire and it ranks them all um, in order. And the top five happy triggers, you need them in your life. 
to me a love of learning has to be present i will not be fully happy unless i'm learning so that teaches me that seeing clients is great but that's not enough to meet my love of learning i've got to be doing something i've got to be researching so you can engineer your future to include those happy triggers you can also look back on your past and look at times that were good and times that were not so good and realize that those happy triggers are the reason why so bio signature strength is a great one to give you again that kind of beacon in the sky something to head towards it a filter to help you make the decisions you're making it's a tricky time of year but it is normal actually believe it or not to not know what you want to do in your future to not have some grand vision sometimes it's enough to get through each day but don't forget the things that you have from your past that have got you this far and allow yourself the space to start planning for what your future might bring where do you want to head what what, what actually is the reason that you're still here to, listening to this today because you might think you've been through so much in your life and you have no idea how you survived it you might even be in a place where you think I don't really want to get through the day or think about that. But you are. You're here, right? <laughs> Whatever you believe, you're here. So there is something. It might be the tiniest of embers, but there is something inside of you that is keeping you moving forward and keeping you fighting for yourself. So what's that ember going to be used to fuel in the future? Not, not anything outside of your control, not anything that the world could change on you, but what what is that ember inside of you? What would you call it? What would be the emotion attached to it? And you can allow yourself to grieve the things that have gone by. I, I was listening to a um, one of these free conferences, a trauma super conference it was called. Um, and there was a lady um, called Britt Frank. I follow her on Instagram now because she's really interesting. And she talked about the difference between comparison and perspective. So we can do this, oh, you know, what happened to me wasn't as bad as what happened to you, or I shouldn't feel this way because I've got a, a nice life and, <coughs> excuse me, everything's fine. And that's comparison. And, and comparison is really negative because it's like a spiky stick that we use to beat ourselves up with. It doesn't make you feel any better, doesn't allow you to move forward. And then there's perspective and perspective says, well, people have been through worse than me and they are still okay. So that perspective allows me to the wiggle room to know that I can be okay. I might not know how to get there, but perspective says that it's possible. So comparison is a negative word that allows you to beat yourself up with a spiky stick. But perspective is a positive word that allows you to realize that things can change and things are different. And sometimes, yes, that was way worse. So that means it's, it's more possible for me to overcome it. For me, the perspective that I've been gaining over the past six months is it was way worse what I went through than anything I'd imagined. And, and actually, one of the things I just recently realized is I was told that I was making a fuss over nothing. You know, if I, if, I, um, if I got upset, if I said something was wrong, if I spoke out, I was taught that I was just making a fuss over nothing and to stop it. And I was pathetic and that I should just, you know, I, I was a hateful person. 
I learned to not emote because I got hit for crying. So, you know, that's making a fuss over nothing. So, so I've just realized that when I am getting help, um, I'm kind of like, oh, I'm really sorry. I'm burdened. I'm, I'm in the way. I'm, I'm, I'm bothering you. It's because that's ingrained in me that I am. And and I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know it came from that, you know. It, it, and so when I just thought I made a big deal over nothing, it's because of those experiences that taught me that I was making a big deal over nothing when it wasn't nothing. These things give us wiggle room. It's perspective. It gives me the perspective to go, ah, that's why. <laughs> and if you can understand it, then you can change it. I don't know how. It doesn't, it doesn't, it feels a bit insurmountable as a task just now, but so many other things have changed that I know it's possible. So, so yes, New Year can be really hard. It can be really hard because we are comparing. It can be really hard because we feel like we've lost a lot. And these things that come from trauma, you might not realize that they're part of having a traumatic past, that, that these things can affect you in a different way. The things that make you feel different. But everybody's different. And there's no value, you know, something like 11 days, 14 days into a new year, 95% plus of people have given up on their resolutions. So it's a new year resolution. It's supposed to last the whole year. Technically, you get through to December and you still, if you hadn't hit them, would have time. But that's not how people think. They're like, right, I'm going to go, I'm going to start. And then they drop it and they go, okay, it's too late now. So don't do that. (laughs) Just think about in a year's time when you're looking back on today, what would you like to say that you'd manage to do in a year's time or five years time? When you look back on your life in that amount of time, what would you like to say? And if you think, you know what, I don't even want to be here in five years time. Fine. Think about today then. At the end of today, when you look back on today, what you're going to have achieved. And you know, it might be that you go, fair point, Dawn. I don't want to live like this anymore. And you get in touch with me and you let me help you. Because remember, this is my purpose in life, right? This is what this is what gives me everything I've been through some sort of meaning. Maybe today is the day that you go, you know what? I am exhausted from struggling and from trying. And I didn't realize that all that stuff came from that. And it's about time I changed. You can go to products.thinkitchanged.com. You can book a session. You can do everything you want to. Or you can just arrange to have a chat to me. But you don't have to be like this. And, and, you know, I have been through huge amounts of changes since 2011, since I first started my journey. And I thought I was sorted. (laughs) I'm laughing. It's so ridiculous. Because I tell you, since my mother's died, it was just like, oh, my God. There is so much, and there is so much still to work through. And um, I know it's just kind of going to be the greatest thing, even though it's the hardest thing to do. But I don't understand how your trauma affected you, but I do understand how trauma is coded in the brain. And I do understand how trauma affects people in general. And I do know 100% that in the first two sessions, I will have cleared the trauma that you've experienced throughout your life. And you'll be on the path to being able to free yourself up and live your life. That's what I know I can do for you. Now, I won't give you a 100% guarantee because that would be ridiculous, but I'm 95% sure. (laughs) 
I can do that for you. Once we start working together, you'll be on your path. And by the way, you don't need to work with me for the rest of your life. You know, my, my standard process is two, three sessions, even with most um, lifetimes worth of trauma, whatever. You don't have to be here. You don't have to be in this place. It can change. That's what my experiences have taught me. And that's what my purpose is, is to help you. So maybe this is the year. Maybe this is the year that you recognize all those skills and strengths that you've had, how much it has taken to get you to this point. And you go, you know what? Actually, yeah. And now is the time to stop having to fight quite so hard and be able to move forward. I will speak to you all again soon. Hopefully this was useful.